Got an awesome, awesome interview and guest for you today. You know, you're going to want to consider all the different advisors that you have when making as big a decision as owning your own business is. If you're a consultant or any, anybody in franchise development, you're going to want to hear this and understand what's going on in the minds of your prospect and what they're going to be doing. You're not going to want to miss this episode. This is the Franchise Pitfalls and Profit Show. Each week, we bring you the challenges and triumphs of being in the franchise development and consulting business. The things you need to make money faster. And now your host, one of the most successful franchise developers in North America, Don Shin. Hey, welcome, Brian. Hey, Brian's been a friend of mine. I've lost track of how many years, uh, Brian, and we know each other. Uh, Brian was a, a corporate executive like I was. Uh, so he has such an, a unique perspective on what he does today as a, as a, as an advisor, a financial planner. Uh, uh, he has uh, 22 years now uh, as a financial planner. He's a CPA. He's a certified or certified financial planner. And most important of all, most important of all, he went to the Ohio State University. I love saying that. Look. I got the colors on, even though I got my logo on. I got the colors on, Brian. What do you say? So, uh, but Brian's yeah, a, an awesome guy, strong relationships, uh, great advisor, a man of integrity, maintains integrity in all that he does uh, for his clients. He manages, in addition to being the director uh, for Merrill Lynch here in Central PA, he owns or he manages his own book of business. $110 million in business that he manages, uh, married 38 years to one woman, which I love, and uh, has two grown daughters. So, uh, so Brian, hey, thanks, man. I really appreciate your being on. Hey, Don, thanks for having me and uh, look forward to chatting here with you. Yeah, yeah. Let me kind of frame this up because, Brian, and I, you and I talked about this a lot in preparation for today, but this is such a unique situation because as as people consider the investment in a, uh, in a business uh, today, and a lot of people are con considering now uh, uh, extra income, keep their day job, uh, and maybe turn their side gig into something full-time eventually. But there's so many unique dynamics going on right now. And for the buyers of businesses to, to get the right advice is so critical for the sellers uh, to understand maybe how to interface or how to prepare their their uh, their prospects to, to go to the financial planner to go to the CPA is just so critical. So I that's why I really wanted to get somebody with your your skill set and your expertise on my show because I think it's going to be honestly one of the most valuable shows that we can do for people. So no pressure, Brian. No, no none, none at all. <laughs> Well, hey, I, I, I'm just going to start out, I think, with kind of a general question. Um, uh, you know, from your perspective, you know, how how does somebody factor in uh, the uh, buying a business uh, into the whole financial picture? You know, I think so many people think of financial planners as, you know, the stock market or and maybe life insurance and long term care. But, you know, I don't know that anybody, you know, looks at the whole picture like what's my commercial real estate look like or what's my business look like so I thought that might be a good good place to start 
uh, from the standpoint of how, how does somebody like kind of blend this all in? Yeah, it's a great, great point. Um, you know, you, you hear the word diversification all the time relative to your investments and and how you are. You don't want to have everything in one basket. So, um, you know, you can be too diversified and sometimes getting into too many things, you you can't manage it perfectly. And that can be a little too much. But I think that as someone who's thinking about a franchise, um, one, it's going to be a significant part of their investment um, because they that this is going to be your business. And if you're going to run it, uh, you're going to need to spend time on it. And, uh, you know, I think it's important from the perspective of the diversification and understanding how it fits in your overall, you know, if, if you, if you got all your money in real estate and then you, you don't do anything else, every time the real estate market has a problem, you're going to have a problem. So mm -hmm. being able to have a franchise that either is maybe, uh, recession proof, if there is such an animal, Mm -hmm. uh, or something that people, you know, are always going to want and need, uh, but that you can operate efficiently is important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you know I know, uh, again, financial planners such as yourself are constantly balancing risk uh, uh, and and gauging uh, what what somebody's risk tolerance is all about. So I, I thought who better of an advisor to talk about that? that that risk uh, factor that risk component when again when they're when they're looking at the whole picture of of all of their uh their equities and their real estate and maybe buying a business so what what are your thoughts on 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 you know on the the risk tolerance and the risk balance yeah so you know a lot to do with risk uh, is, is emotion um people you know i i kind of joke that i that some of my clients have not really told me the truth when I ask them how much risk they're willing to take, because I might ask them, well, if the market goes down 10%, how would you respond? And they initially say, oh, well, I, you know, I'd buy more. It's perfect time. That, I said, that's great. That's a good attitude. And then the market goes down 3% and they're the person calling me and asking me, hey, what are we doing? Because I'm down 3%. And I'm like, well, you said 10% was the problem. So, <laughs> You know, investing in anything is, is very emotional. So, again, going back to the point of understanding what your risk is and, and how much you're willing to tolerate, you know, do you have a three year outlook of saying, hey, if things go bad in the first year or in the middle time frame, it's not good. Can I withstand that? Yes. Not only financially, but from an emotional standpoint of, wow, I just can't deal with this. So. Yeah. Um, you know, it's important that they realize there's going to be a certain amount of risk and, and what, you know, I do for my clients and what I think a business owner has to look at is how do I mitigate those risks? Yep. You know, is it based upon the fact that I put my uh, business in a location that's got great traffic and that's going to mitigate my risk? Or do I take a risk and try to go to some less expensive off the road place that no one ever goes to. And, and how does that affect what you're trying to get to? So yep. um, it's important to always mon uh, monitor it and be able to um, evaluate it and understand is, are there ways for me to mitigate it? And if there are, do I take those steps or do I not? And then, you know, just to be able to um, really ultimately get the emotions out of it. And we're going to talk a little bit more about, you know, the planning side of it. And, and that's mm -hmm. critical because, I could see someone be so excited about a franchise that no matter what the numbers look like, they would go do it. 
<laughs> and because they just are so excited about it, but maybe it's still, that's not the right decision. And, and we do that with our folks with their investing. We try to get the emotion out of it because uh, that that's always a big variable that causes people to maybe make decisions they shouldn't uh, yep. at a challenging time. Yeah. When I first did this and bought my first franchise or my first business and it was a franchise, I, I had I kind of three scenarios. I kind of mapped out or planned out three scenarios from the risk standpoint. One was, you know, just wildly successful, like I could never imagine. Uh, then there, then I did an average, what I think is probably going to happen or I'd be okay with. And then I, I did a total, like a total disaster one. And, and, um, I just looked at it and I said, I've got to, I felt I had to be comfortable with the total disaster one uh, just in case, you know, you, you just, and I, I was, I was dealing, I was purchasing what's called an emerging brand. So much less track record, less than, you know, five or less years in business. Typically, you know, my, my, the one I was with had about 70 or 80 units, but not in none in the U S. So, uh, so there was a higher, and risk. You go with a, a super established brand, it's got hundreds of units already, much, much less risk. So you may not have that total, may not need that total disaster version. But I think right. you, I mean, for me personally, on that whole risk, uh, risk tolerance, that you got to be willing to, to say, I, I could, I could weather this much loss if it right. really happened. Yep. Right. Yep. There was a good book years ago I used to give out as a gift. Guy name the guy's name was Bill Treasurer, and it was called the Right Risk, and um, and he used to even say, you know, sometimes there's risk in doing nothing, <laughs> you know, right. staying in a job. Like I was talking to a, a, a consultant today who's a candidate works for a you know a, a large Fortune 500 company, and he's anticipating being downsized, you know. So does he stay? Does he leave? You, you know, there's there's but but sometimes staying in the job, you know, could be the risk that that you can't really afford, you know? So uh, awesome intro on, on risk tolerance. I'm going to shift gears on you a little bit because probably the bigger, uh, one of the biggest things I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on as being a, such a seasoned um, certified financial planner and financial advisor, the role, you know, again, in this idea, in this uh, thought process of somebody looking at starting a business or buying a business, either quitting their job or maybe, doing it as a side gig kind of thing. How, how do you, how do you see your role, you know, as the, uh, uh, as an advisor to, to you, how could someone, you know, that's listening, that's thinking of buying a business or in that process, if they have a financial advisor, um, how should they use you? You know, how do you see fitting, uh, fitting that role or filling into that role? Yeah, I mean, um, I think it's, you know, like you said, as an advisor from the sense of just being able to not have any emotion in the game and be mm -hmm. able to uh, look at the information and ask the right questions and maybe ask some hard questions that the persons may have in the back of their mind that they maybe don't want to ask because they know the answer might be detrimental to their decision. <laughs> yeah, because um, they're so wrapped up in wanting to do it that they don't want to hear yeah. your... <laughs> yeah, and, and they know, well, if, if, if the answer to this is no, then I can't do it, so I'm not going to ask because if I don't ask, I, I don't know. So um, That's interesting. But you know, such are you know, franchise French tools they give people to be able to run analysis, do all that. But you know, I think it's uh, part of what we can do is be a level set, which is like, hey, you know, that's great to make you know five million dollars 
in in five years, but you know that's like the most optimistic, like you talked about earlier. I think you have to be able to look and say, well, what would an average result be? What happens if there's a recession? What ha- you know, does how how low can it go or you um, but, uh, continue on and be able to look at there with some and run through that and help them understand why it's important and um, yeah, you know. We may think of something different, not that the, again, not that a franchisor is not going to, is going to lie to a franchisee, but the old adage of you can not, you don't have to lie about it, but you just don't have to tell the whole truth. So <laughs> there may be things, that we, you know, that we might bring to the table and say, hey, have you asked about these three things? And then when they ask about it, they may get an answer that they either like or, hey, it, it, it makes it, we're, again, going back to the risk factor, we want to make sure there's less risk in anything somebody's doing that, that helps them have minimal amount of risk that there's a, there's a negative impact. So if yep. we can take things off the table that we think are potential risk and they say, no, that won't happen because of this, or the company takes care of that or however it is. I mean, uh, and again, it's a fresh, uh, a, a fresh set of eyes. You know, I, I imagine someone who's considering being a franchisee has been evaluating multiple items has been looking at things for an extended period of time. And sometimes you kind of get caught up in the numbers and uh, maybe get a little blurred. And by having someone like us come in and just, you know, look at the numbers with you and walk through and ask those kind of questions, I think we can either level set them or in many cases, hopefully just confirm what they believe. Right. Um, Right. And again, right. for my business, I mean, I don't charge a fee for that kind of structure or anything. I mean, I, I want people to make an informed decision. Yep. And if I know that if I help them do that, that, you know, somewhere down the road, they may pay me back with a referral or some fashion. You know, I, I'm not I want I don't want to see people make mistakes. And, you know, we're, we're here to help people make good decisions. Yep. Yep. And I um, I uh, applaud you for doing that because I feel the same way. I, I, I talk to a lot of people about a lot of things and give out a lot of advice. Uh, and in the long run, somewhere along the line, I know that circles yeah. back around. Yeah. Um, you, um, you, um, you know, most uh, I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here, but I know you'll get, you'll shoot straight and give us a, give us a straight answer. Most financial planners nowadays, I don't think are on high commissions and only stock trades or whatever they're, they get a percentage of the amount of money that they manage. And I've, I've heard in some case, actually seen in one case where um, I, I couldn't validate this, uh, but my sense was that the financial planner saw himself losing money. Uh, uh, so, you know, losing money out of the portfolio he was managing. Right. Right. Uh, so obviously his income from that customer went down uh, or would go down and he, you know, what I see, poo pooed that, you know, he poops the deal. And these people were very, very excited about doing this business, but yeah. they counted on that person's advice. Yeah. So um, any, any advice to advisors, you know, uh, uh, about that? Uh, just, just curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, our, our business is an ever growing, ever changing, you know, as we do our business. I mean, I have clients that potentially may leave me for some reason they move away or, something or they have clients that pass away and sometimes those assets will leave because the kids already have their own advisor somewhere else in the country. Um, so it's, there's always some give and take. I mean, I, we as advisors and as a CFP, we have a fiduciary responsibility to our client, which is to do what's in the best interest of the client. 
Mm -hmm. And for me personally, uh, you know, I've had people that have come to me and said, hey, I've decided I want to pay off my mortgage and, mm -hmm. you know, I need $300,000 out of my portfolio and we'll talk through it. And I always tell them, look, I can show you financially why that's a good or a bad reason to do that. But ultimately, if it makes you sleep better at night and, and, that, and it's ultimately your money and that's what you want to do, you're going to do that. And, that, and, and I'm going to support you in that because, yeah. you know, I don't want an unhappy uh, client or someone who says, well, I should have, could have, you know, yeah, yeah. done that. So, uh, you know, we're all, at least for me, I mean, I'm still always trying to grow my business by finding new new folks to work with and, you know, the give and take of going in and out is, is there now. Sure. If I had a $5 million client that took $5 million out to, to buy a franchise or do something like that, would I not be happy about it? I, I certainly, you know, wouldn't be thrilled about it, but I certainly wouldn't tell, wouldn't tell them, Hey, don't do that. You know, just because of that. But um, that just yeah, gives I've me more. Somebody really has their heart and they they really care for their client. Yeah. Um, they should, should, if that's their goal and their dream to, to be an entrepreneur and always have owned their own business, they'll help them find a way to do that rather than have the selfish, you know, pour water on the, on the whole. Yeah. Thing. I mean, the only reason I would probably ever tell somebody, I don't think it's a good idea is if I was part of the evaluation and I saw that, you know, the risk of taking on this franchise was, was not very good and that they could lose everything. I mean, yes, I, exactly. again, it's really about making people understand because, you know, um, if you believe in yourself and you're going to invest this money in yourself and you're going to run it, there's no better place to invest money That's because right. you're going to do the work. You're going to work hard, you know, uh, can, investing it in another company or in someone else, you know, you know, they're not going to work as hard as you are. So, That's right. but That's you, right. you also got to make sure it's a viable, you know, you know, I, I wouldn't be fran getting a franchise for a blockbuster these days, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's, yeah. and I'll put in a, you know, I'll put in a pitch for what we do. One of the things my company does, that's exactly why we're here. We're, we're, uh, we're uh, franchise advisors, franchise uh, consultants, brokers. Um, and, and we have a very elaborate process of matching people uh, based right. on their needs and their interests and, and their long-term objectives and dreams so that we don't get them into a blockbuster. Uh, right. uh, we get them into something that, that matches them well. Right. Um, right. One of the things the other, we talked a little bit about, cause you, in your business, you, you, I'm sure you're working with other professions. Um, mm -hmm. are there other advisors or professions, you know, from your perspective would be good. Um, it would be good for people buying a business, looking at a franchise you think would be good. Yeah. For them I mean, to you know, certainly you want a good advice with. Yeah, certainly you want a good business attorney who can review your contracts and make sure that they're in good order and there's not something in there that they're going to, you know, got you three years <laughs> from now because you didn't read the fine print. I mean, that you pay somebody, that's going to cost you some money. But you know what? If it saves you $100,000, you can you can spend a little money to make sure that you're not, you know. And again, they're there to point out these are the risks and these are the points that you got to consider. And if you're willing to take that on, that's fine. Yep. Um, certainly a good CPA to make sure that you're being, you know, tax efficient and that you're getting good information and that your numbers are accurate so that you're, you know, you don't think you're making money when you're not making money. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. And, and looking at, you know, with folks like us is, Hey, does, do you need a retirement plan of some sort? I have a, I have a 
client that does consulting and she gets paid pretty well and she doesn't really have a lot of expense because what she does she just it's doesn't have a lot of expense. So top line, yeah. We we put in a a, a plan for her, then she's the only employee, but we put in a plan for her that last year, um, just by basically moving money from one account to another, she reduced her taxable income by fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean that you you know that if a twenty percent, that's you know, ten grand of tax savings that's still in her pocket. So that's important. And I and I think, you know, thinking a little bit more about it is, you know, having if you know somebody who's a mentor of yours, whether it's um, in whatever way, someone you trust or in, yeah. in that way, that's great. But the other thing I would throw out is that if, let's say for me, I'm a financial guy. So the numbers I'm going to be able to crunch and number and feel good about that. But if I've got a franchise that I've got to do a lot of marketing about, and right. that's not my forte, I, I yeah. want to talk to somebody who has some expertise in that area. You know, there's not a marketing company, you know, I should say there's not like a, as a financial advisor, there's not a marketing advisor, but if you've got friends or someone, you know, or that, I think that's important that you find where whatever you identify, what's not your strength. And you yeah. try to fill that in with some help, whether it's an advisory board, because, you know, you hear a lot of people will do that where they'll yeah. bring in some people that are been successful and just be able to say, Hey, every other month, I want to sit down with you and tell you what we're doing. Tell us, give me your thoughts on this because there's a lot of experience out there that, you know, and, and unfortunately the owner can be blinded by what they're doing and not really see what's happening. And they may get a different perspective from somebody else. Absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I think your expertise, uh, CPA's expertise, you know, for example, I always, you know, somebody will say, well, I'm, you know, I'm making a quarter of a million dollars a year. Well, that's like kind of buying retail, you know, that's W2, heavily taxed. Yeah. Um, you've got, you, you can't say, well, I've got to have a net income of $250,000. I mean, that'd be great, but there are other tax benefits, other numbers, considerations, and someone like the financial planner, someone like the CPA can, can help explain some of that stuff to right. the, the corporate guy like me that didn't have a clue about that stuff really when I, when I was transitioning. Yeah. And, and just one more thing is, you know, understanding what you really need to live is critical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you might say, well, I can live on, you know, 5,000 a month. Well, yep. you better be pretty sure about that because if it's not, if it's really 10, you're already behind the. Yes, yes, you know, yes. You're already yes. behind. So it's critical that no matter what it is that, and that's what we help people do in, re, in planning for retirement. We say, look, you know, I'll have someone come in and say, well, I make 100,000, my husband makes 100,000, and we live on 3,000 a month. And I said, well, that's great. I said, so I assume you have a lot of money in the bank because you're bringing in all this money and there's, you're only spending 3000 a month. And they go, well, no, we don't have any money in the bank. And I'm like, well, then <laughs> where's it going? And they go back and they go, well, you know, really, we, we seem to be spending more than 3000 a month. So that that's a critical number because that's that going to drive everything. And I'm glad you brought that up because you're, you're absolutely right. In particular, when, when we work with people about, and, and, uh, as a franchisor, you know, if I'm representing a, one of my franchisors or any of our franchisors listening, um, you've got to factor that into your ramp up of the business. You know, what is it? Do I need six months worth of uh, income, the basic right. necessities plus working capital in the business? Or is it, does the business ramp up quick enough that I'm that I only need three months worth? But, right. but if like you said, if the, if you say it's only three months and and 
you know, instead of three thousand dollars a month, you're really spending ten. Then then you got nine thousand put away when you needed thirty. You know, right. to get the business. You're, that's a brilliant, right. brilliant, uh, brilliant point. Brilliant point. Yeah. Um, Brian, I always ask this, and and I really appreciate your time being with me. Um, yeah. This is really, really, really valuable information uh, for all of our listeners. I always ask one last thing, and to kind of wrap up. And that is simply, is there anything else, you know, that we haven't talked about? I haven't asked you just kind of a thing that you'd go, well, I, I, I wish I would have said that, or I want one last thought before we wrap up. There's one more thing I want to make sure people, this particular audience hears. A- anything that you can think of, anything you want to close us with? Yeah, uh, yeah, they don't, you know, a couple things, but, you know, I, I think it's important that whoever's making this evaluation, they do a thorough review. They have conversation with other franchisees to understand what was good, what was bad, what did they learn that you can learn from them so you don't make the same mistake. Um, you know, when you look about how am I going to fund it, you know, there's multiple ways of funding it. 401ks, uh, borrowing from the bank, borrowing against securities. Um, yeah, he loves, I think it's just uh, important yeah. that the people look at not just go down this one single path and say, this is how I'm going to pull it off and hope it works. But you know, I have a lot of people that, you know, sell their businesses or whatever. And, or I know, know of some who have, and, and we don't get involved. And I'm like, well, how do you know that what you sold it for is what's going to work for you? So yeah, whether yeah. it's not, I'm not saying it has to be me, but people who can help you evaluate that, that analysis is just critical because again, when you're in the minutiae and it's really something you want to do, there's the tendency to overlook certain issues that maybe are very, very important that need to be brought up evaluated may not be an issue, but still you can say, I talked about that. I knew about that. And I'm, I'm willing to accept that as a, as a potential issue or an opportunity. Absolutely. And for, for people considering or in the process of buying a business or a franchise, don't be scared when you, when your advisors like a Brian ask you questions that you don't have the answers because right. you don't know everything about it yet. Just go get the answers, you know, and then bring the answers back to your advisor and say, right. this is this is what I was told. This is what I found out. I've seen so many people derail themselves by going, oh, geez, I didn't know the answers to those questions. Maybe there's other stuff I don't know. And they just start to, they, you know, they get their shorts in a bunch, yeah. uh, you know, all anxious. Uh, yeah. And and all they needed to do was bring the questions back to the, the franchisor or the seller of the business. Yeah. Um, hey, Brian, it's been awesome. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, anytime. And, uh, uh, thanks for investing in our audience. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, thank you for having me. You bet. 